to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. My partner on the other side, who is also at home, we both are in our own homes right now, enjoying this wonderful show that we have today. We're going to talk right now about the Alabama-Georgia game, the big game tonight, the CFP. What we found in the in, in time past at the Alabama Christian Tide, they captured their 18th national title by drubbing and beating the brakes off of Ohio State last year, 52 to 24 in the title season in the title game last year. Nick Saban capturing six of those titles of the 18 with Bear Bryan, who has the most of all time with seven. And so now we find that this is a rematch of what was the conference championship in which the Crimson Tide was the victor. This game will kick off tomorrow or tonight, I'm sorry, at Lucas Oil Stadium at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Bulldogs are a 2.5 point favorite. Wow. This is an interesting thing, though. But, Bach, I want to talk to you a little bit about what we feel, um, you know, in some detail about Kirby Smart. And we want to know. I have a question. I want to know. Maybe the fans, the listeners also want to know is, does Kobe Smart have the pieces to play against this phenomenal coach team by Saban as well as this phenomenal team? Does the Bulldogs have the opportunity to beat them tonight in which they have not won a championship in over 40 years. What's your thoughts on that, Bob? Yeah, and of course, they still have the, the they remember the overtime loss in the championship game a few years ago, as we all do, as people get upset about the SEC. We're playing each other in the championship game, but you're going to see this happen if you play, if you want the playoffs, um, you're going to see it happen. I mean, the teams most likely from the SEC, it's a dominant conference, um, are going to line up and, and gear, you know, get themselves in here. Um, but I, I think Georgia does have what it takes, but the problem with, with that, I think, is they have to play their best game, basically. I, I think Alabama can get away with not playing their best game and getting a win tonight. Georgia is going to have to play their best game, and I don't understand the line. I don't understand why they're favored to beat Alabama in this case. I know there's some um, injuries or, or what, what may have you that Alabama is dealing with. I know it's not the typical Alabama team of past, which maybe that's why you know some people are putting you know all those years of Alabama teams together and just fearing the uniform. Um, they did play a lot of one-possession games, but I'll tell you wh- why I believe Alabama is going to win is because I watched them already play each other, and I watched the matchup there, and Bryce Young can be the difference maker in that matchup. If, if all else is equal, Bryce Young, to me, is the difference. But does Georgia have what it takes? I, I think they do. I think that you have a good running back combination and James Cook and Zamir White, if you can get go- them going. I think Brock Bowers is one of the best young uh, tight ends in football, probably you know an All-American type. George Pickens, um, they got a solid wide receiver core. George Pickens could be an NFL player as soon as next year. You know, Lad McConkey kind of fitting in there as well. They've, they've got some guys. Um, but to me, when I look at that last matchup with Alabama, they had two turnovers. Alabama had zero, and and then they lost. Um, it was kind of that third down, um, the third down percentages as well. So if I'm looking at tonight, what went wrong last time? It was turnovers. It was third downs. It was Bryce Young, and there's one thing that remains there that they can't fix. You can work on turnovers and third downs, 
Um, but Alabama is still going to have Bryce Young. But how do you contain him? How do you, you know, how do, how do you make it less him less effective than he was against that what we thought to be all time defense in Georgia to begin with? Um, I I I don't know. I think I think it'll be tough. But they have you know they have Nicobe Dean, the Butkus Award winner. They have Jordan Davis, who's going to be a top fifteen pick at the Nose Tackle. I mean, they're they're talented enough. Um, I just think they're going to have to play their best ball game to get the win. Something that I also took note of is that <laughs> Georgia has only given up 15 TDs this year, and five of them were to Alabama, which <laughs> is a crazy number when you really think about it, right? That out of all the TDs that you gave up this year, five of them, dang near almost half came to just the Alabama team. But, you know, I, I, I personally don't think that that's going to be the outcome this year. I think that there are some 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 situations and some X factors, I think, that Alabama's definitely going to need their running game. Um, you know, their running game's got to be efficient and effective in order to uh, make way for <clears throat> Bryce to be able to get the job done uh, as a quarterback. So Brian Robinson, you know, he went nuts against Michigan. Um, I think he's going to have to have a similar game. I'm, I, I'm sorry, not against Michigan, against Cincinnati. He went nuts against Cincinnati, and I think he has to have – I don't think he has to have that blowout game, but I think he has to, you know, have at least 100 yards in order for them to be successful. The reason being is that they're going to be missing Michi, uh, Michi, you know what I'm saying, at the wide receiver mm-hmm. position. They're very thin. They're not like that team that had, you know, um, Ruggs and and uh, Judy and, and just that whole core. There was four of them. Um, that went nuts the last time they played against um, this Georgia team. So they don't have that. They don't have that same uh, abilities. I mean, when I looked at it, I got a chance to look at some of their wide receiver core, and it's kind of crazy because they're very, you know, other than Jamison uh, Williams, who had 75 catches at 1,500 yards, you had, you know, Mitchie had 96 receiving yards at 1,142. The next best is Slade Bolden who only had 35 receptions at 364. They're tied in uh, Latou. He only had 300. There's no one even above 500 thereafter. So who is it going to step up um, to be that that next man up? And so that can work in your favor sometimes where you you don't, you know, you don't expect someone to to put up big numbers um, because when you really look at it, Will, you know, Jameson went nuts in the game uh, against Cincinnati. So of course they're going to scheme for him. They're going to probably put over under him. They're going to run all different types of schemes at him. They're going to be ready. They don't have to worry about John Mitchie. So at that point, who's going to be that next person that's going to shine. And it can be somebody in a one game situation where uh, someone like Ja'Cory Brooks will come out of nowhere. He's only had nine catches this season, but he, he may go for 200 and some crazy, you know, he's averaging 16 yards a catch. So, I mean, you just never know um, how they're going to be able to get the job done. And that's why I think it's very important that they have the running game in effect in order to um, help that out a little bit. And, of course, Nick Saban is, is not undefeated in these type of situations. But I just think if you give that man a few weeks to prepare for you, you're in trouble. And and we'll see. I mean, Kirby Smart, I've, I've heard some people say throughout the year that if he doesn't win with this team, um, then it's not going to happen. I, I just don't see this team at that level, primarily because of Stetson Bennett um, leading that group. I mean, they've got some guys on offense, and I know it's all about Georgia's defense, and they've been phenomenal all year long. Well, when they, st- when they took a, a step up in level of competition and played Bryce Young, 
They didn't look phenomenal. They looked rather pedestrian. Um, again, I, I still think the athleticism that they have, um, pl- plenty of future NFL guys on there. I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle that defense, but they look human against against Alabama, and I think that that's set to happen again. Um, and and so you know, I think Kirby Smart could could probably put together a better team down the line than this. That you, if you talk to some of these Georgia defenders too, they've said um, that they lost some key pieces that would make this team, this defense even better. Maybe last year's defense had the potential to be better or was just physically better, um, but didn't play as well together. That's what this team has to come back from is, is walking on that, on the same, um, the field against the same opponent. That is the outlier, the team that, that was able to figure things out. And, you know, everybody else props you up as this unworldly defense. Alabama didn't do so, and, and they beat them. And like you said, Brian Robinson, we'll see if he can get going because he didn't have a, a particularly big day against Georgia the first time out, and, and that's something they're going to want to stop again. Um, but but Bryce Young was just too much for him. And that's why I go back to um, kind of what happened the first time these teams met for the national championship a few years ago. I think the roles might be slightly reversed. Um, the problem is Georgia doesn't have Tua Tagovailoa waiting on the sidelines there. But I think it is possible that you get through two quarters of this game, um, three quarters, whatever it may be, when uh, Kirby Smart starts thinking, you know, Stetson Bennett, he gives us a little bit with his wheels to, to kind of extend plays and stuff like that. But JT Daniels might be the answer, ultimately, if, if, if Bennett's not getting roles. it done against Georgia. Right. Bring in JT Daniels <laughs> and see if he can get the job done. But I'll tell you this, too, because it, it, it's been well noted. Georgia has not been like – Georgia has not like stepped on, on the field with Alabama and looked outmatched. That's not been a problem under Kirby Smart yeah. against Nick Saban. So you can expect a heck of a game. I think um, the stat I have to go back and look at it is, is that they've had the lead at least by 10. I know they've had the lead every time they've played Alabama. So expect to see that tonight, but expect – the punch back from the rolling tide, and and, and does does Georgia have the answers this time? Um, hopefully, well, I, I'm cheering for Georgia. I got my my red bulldog right here uh, to prove it if I can get him in here. But uh, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen tonight, um, just because of of Bryce Young, and, and he's the he's the Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. I know some people didn't like that. They they thought that they gave the award to whoever played best on championship weekend. That's when championships happen, and 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 yeah. he did it against an, uh, what we otherwise would call one of the best defenses of all time. He, country, he broke that time. man, so he deserves yeah. that Heisman in my mind. I think some of the things we've got to look at, and and I would love your point on this, is that you know what are the X factors in this particular game? I, I think a major X factor is definitely Stetson Bennett. I think he's a major X factor in that. Here, one of the things that I tend to think, I think it's very hard to beat someone three times. I also think it's very hard for you to play like a bum three times in a row also, right? Uh, against a, a specific opponent. You know, when you look at the numbers, Stetson Bennett in, in his recent, you know, losses against Alabama is that he's had uh, five interceptions in his last two games against him. I just don't think he's going to have that type of game. I think they're going to try to mix him up. I think they're going to try to scheme him and, and throw some some different blitz pa- blitz packages at him that is going to kind of confuse him a little bit. But I I, I think I think he's going to be more focused than he's ever been in his life. And as you said, you know JT Daniels is waiting in the wing. I don't think that um, it's going to be a long prolonged thing. That if if Stetson's struggling a little bit or he has you know a couple of bad you know turnovers early, I don't think they're going to wait long on it this time. So I think that is definitely an X factor. 
What are some of the X factors before I finish some X factors more that I have? I would love to hear your perspective on some X factors that you think in this particular game. Well, you mentioned turnovers, and I brought it up earlier, too. The, the, the game that they played earlier when, when Alabama won the SEC title, 41-24, to 24, they won the turnover battle 2 to nothing. And that's one thing that as, as long as Georgia's as, – as good as Georgia's defense has been, it's kind of just been like a brick wall. It's not, it's not a high – it doesn't cause a whole lot of fumbles or interceptions or tackles for loss. Um, they're not, like, overwhelming in any of those categories. But they're a brick wall. They're just tough to get in the end zone against for anybody besides Alabama. And, and so you expect them to play their best ball again tonight. I think that Georgia's going to need to go above themselves and get some turnovers. I, I, like I said, I don't think they have the best quarterback in this game. So you kind of got to win in other areas of the field. Setson Bennett, to your point, absolutely could be an X factor if he kind of plays outside of himself. And, and maybe some of those players um, kind of, you know, he's got an all-star cast around him as far as running backs and tight ends and wide receivers. Um, you know, maybe they can, can step up and have one of those big games. Because as you stated earlier, the, the, the biggest thing is, uh, is whoever's going to have that national championship performance that you see coming from nowhere. And it's almost playing into the, the, the opposing coaches game plan is that somebody like shut out the the star players if somebody else beats you so be it well who's going to be that somebody else is it going to be the one you know wearing wearing that georgia red helmet on or is it going to be the alabama tide once again history says it's the alabama tide player um (laughs) we'll see if georgia they've got those guys and the guy that i keep going back to is is their wide receiver um, um, Pickens, Bryce Pickens. He's been or George Pickens, excuse me. He's been hurt, he's been, and he's back. He's been hurt all year, but he's the yeah. he's back. He's been practicing a little bit more with the team, and he's a guy that again, if he didn't come back, or even if he doesn't, he even if he doesn't really do much in this game, he still might be a top three round type of NFL draft pick at the wide receiver. That's the type. That's that's. That's the difference maker. That you know, that's the equalizer. That's what you. That's what you can bring if you're Georgia that hasn't been there on the you know on the attack all year, but you got to use him because they went one deep ball to him in that first SEC championship game. That was about it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think some of the other X factors is 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 when you look at it in totality. I think which guys will make more plays. It's going to come down to that. Which guys are going to make more plays, putting their team in a position to be successful. And who will make the more meaningful plays at the end of the day? The plays that will will turn into conversions, right? Whether it be on the defense or whether it be on the offensive end, what what type of plays are going to be conversionary plays? Whether it be in the special teams or in the red zone areas, or as you stated, in turnovers or not having turnovers. Whoever makes the most explosive plays or the most plays that are impactful, I think will determine the outcome of this game. And I think it's going to be a good one also, as you said. So we definitely look forward to seeing, again, it kicks off tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern there at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. I hope that you're tuning in. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to be eating wings and maybe sipping on some wine. But after this break, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about um, Clay Thompson and his return. And if we get to talk about uh, some of the wildness that happened over this uh, former uh, weekend, of um, a week 18 in the NFL. We may may not get to it. We may get to it tomorrow, but it was a wild weekend. We'll be right back after this. Uh, hold on a second on the there. Block, hold on a second there, Strick. Oh. Uh, if you guys are looking for a place to watch the game tonight, go on down to the Upside Bar and Lounge. Nicole Griffith, 
Griffith will be live with the ticket weeknights from 6 to 8. It's taco night, so there's 50-cent hard-shell tacos, $1 soft-shell tacos, and $3 house-made margaritas. So that's on South Point. That's the upside of bar and lounge. Uh, ticket weeknights will be happening live there. I'll be there. I'll see you guys tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm jumping on a plane. <laughs> Negative. I will not be there. It's too cold for me. I'll see y'all right after this on On the Block with Stricken Box.